Welcome back to Meditations for Misfits. I'm Fred Gruy. Well, over the years, I've had uh, many experiences of loving encounters with God, but none quite as dramatic as the one I shared with you in the last podcast. Now, it seems as wonderful as they are, I tend to lapse into periods where I simply forget these experiences, or I become so overwhelmed by seasons of my own failure and isolation that it sort of drowns out the memories of them. Well, rather than viewing these spiritually dry and unconnected seasons as flaws or ingratitude on my part, I've begun to look at them as an invitation to even greater intimacy. Now, for example, we all know what it is to play peekaboo with a little baby or hide-and-seek when we're kids or maybe even the teenage game of playing hard-to-get. Now, the object of all these games is that we hide so that we might be found. We want to be found. If, If nobody comes looking for us, it can be emotionally very devastating. All of these relational rituals are really invitations to even greater intimacy. And I wonder, what if God enjoys playing these games as well? What if they are simply times in our lives when God withdraws for a season to urge us on for deeper intimacy? Does God enjoy it when we seek after God? Well, the prophet Jeremiah, the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah thought so, speaking on God's behalf, he said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. It may be that God thrills in our seeking out after God as much as we do. Well, I remember one particular day working as a hospice chaplain several years ago. I visited three people. The first was a woman who had battled MS for most of her life, and now at this point she was bed-bound with great difficulty in swallowing, and when I asked her what she wanted prayer for, she replied, I want to be married. I want to be loved. I prayed full well, knowing that is likely never going to happen. She's a really nice woman, with a quick mind and a teasing sense of humor, Trapped in a body that has never worked really well, her soul longed to be special, to be desired, and to be loved. Well, next I visited a young man who was born addicted to drugs. His mom was a meth addict. He was emotionally on the level of about an eight-year-old and terribly afraid of dying. Painful wounds on his uh, buttocks wouldn't heal and he had ashen white skin wrapped around his protruding bones. And when I showed up, he was out in the courtyard of the facility smoking a cigarette. Shortly into my visit, his mother arrived, and he immediately reached out with both arms from a wheelchair, tearfully crying out, Mommy. She'd brought him a bean burrito with no onions from Taco Bell, his favorite. A life of drug use had left him with hardly any teeth, So my friend was reduced to merely sucking on the burrito rather than biting it, and his mother stood by dutifully squirting taco sauce on it in between sucks. Two cousins and an uncle had joined us all in the courtyard. The sky was blue, the sun was shining, but it was very cold. Everybody smoked but me. It was was awkward. 
these folks who knew each other so well and loved each other were on polite behavior as I, a relative stranger and supposed man of God, was there in their midst. I tried to be nice and made a few attempts at conversation, encouraged them in their loving care for my friend, but it was awkward. They were too nice to just say, go sell crazy somewhere else. We're all full up here. My final visit was with a woman in her 90s who could no longer remember who she was or where she was or even why she was. Mercifully, she was sound asleep, saving us both from the uncomfortable chore of trying to talk. So I just silently sat and prayed blessings for her, praying that she and God, however they communicated, even in the broken-down body she was in with a short-circuited mind, that God would somehow remind her that she is loved and of the promise that uh, God has made in the scriptures, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Well, the next morning I was thinking about these folks and praying for them, and I became keenly aware how alike all of us were, these three dying folks and me. Now, the details of my life are a little different, but we all shared hopes and dreams that will never happen. We all had experienced painful disappointments. We all had ached to be loved, to feel special, but often only feel awkward in a world that has so little place for us. Frightened lost souls, all of us, looking for a place to fit. And I was thinking about that garden story after the man and the woman felt ashamed and were hiding and no longer felt like they fit in this world. And God came looking for them, screaming out, Where are you? God went to look for them. Does God come to look for us? To let us know we're not alone. To help us find our way home. To demonstrate in a most dramatic fashion that we are worth looking for. If so, maybe we are most God-like when we simply reach out to another lost soul and communicate, I'm with you. Once again, thanks so much for allowing me to join you for these moments on your journey today. And again, I'd ask if, if you find uh, these podcasts are helpful in your own spiritual walk, that you might share them with your community and with your friends. For a final uh, prayer today, I'd like to share with you a prayer I wrote at my favorite place here in Oregon. It's a called Cape Blanco. It is the westernmost point of Oregon that juts out into the Pacific Ocean. And uh, this is my experience at Cape Blanco. Oh God, the vastness of the sky, standing here on the bluff with a huge rock down on the left, looking like a giant arrowhead emerging out of the sand, a silly little rock formation way out in the ocean that could be a whale or a goldfish cracker, the smell of the salt air, the relentless whitecaps dissolving silently onto the beach, the gulls playfully careening above, and the wind, always the wind. This is the one place I am free, free to simply be 
and to be alone with you. Having to hold on to the piling because your wind became so strong, I remember from the book of beginnings how you breathed your wind spirit upon the formlessness and brought order out of the chaos. Oh God, my God, how do you do that? In moments like these, your breath massaging my inner chaos of self-ridicule and doubt with the soothing balm of your loving acceptance freely given. How do you do that? Once again, naked and unashamed, paradise found.